You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. fun here on the glass cannon network but this show this show it might not be a show we have more fun on than getting the trunk here's the problem we have botched this mission beyond <laughs> recognition <laughs> there's no coming back from it <laughs> it's over I was just suggesting to Skid that maybe the best course of action for Gavin and Jordy is just to turn around and just never go back. It unquestionably is. There's no question. It is the best course of action for us. The only thing that could have saved this is if we killed the kid. Yeah, you I think was very- that's the solution. You think that, that would have. This is why we're fucked. This I wish that wasn't fucked. the solution, but like then there's no witnesses. <laughs> I thought we uh, limited our options when Cumstone didn't throw the kid in the trunk. It's not a trunk in a van. It's a big backspace where you kidnap kids. That's what it's for. Yeah, we <laughs> should use just- it for its intended purpose. Kidnapped him and then brought him somewhere, chopped him up into pieces, and dropped him oh, down a sewer grate. I so would maybe just- it's just that Cumstone has gone soft in his old age, and he he's, <laughs> it might couldn't be. bring himself to throw that kid in the van. Maybe he laments <laughs> never having had uh, children, and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to chop this kid up and show him the sewer grate. <laughs> Just in case there's a little cum stone running around out there. <laughs> Somebody slip past the goalie. When you met his mother, you didn't remember what the night of passion you had with her all those years ago? Uh, well, I don't know. He's he's a messed up guy. He forgets. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but no, I just, maybe there's a, maybe there is a little cum stone that he didn't know about out there. And so that, that might be weighing on him. And so for once he won't murder the teen, <laughs> <laughs> but the, we were dumb not to, that's the thing. This is Delta green. This isn't, uh, actually no, all organizations just kill people senselessly. So <laughs> we should have just killed them. Yeah. Department of I transportation. I All think the issue stemmed from our original bad plan, which was the joke that Matthew made that we then turned into a full-fledged plan. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if killing the kid was the solution. I think we made a choice, and um, I'm sticking by it. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we'd had, like, a, a taser or, like, a sleeping gas or, like, some sort of thing to, like, incapacitate him, I think the big thing... The difficulty was when you were trying to convince them, like, hey, show me the amulet. Give me that. And, like, you know, Joe's really good in these circumstances and, like, needing a really good reason to do something. Because all, the, all these people are just living their lives. And, like, they have no idea what the stakes are that we're dealing with or why we're at making these strange requests. And outside of just saying, like, FBI, don't worry about it. Like, people are going to resist. Yeah. And it was the perfect reaction, too. I was like, give me your necklace. And the kid was like, what is wrong with you? And he walked away because, yeah, obviously. I don't think that a van comes screeching out of nowhere with a ski mast. Roger comes down to jump out the side. Oh, spears him. Head spears him. Matthew, you don't don't think that we're screwed, Matthew? You think we're good? I mean, I think we're in trouble. But I, 
where I, I think it could be worse, right? Like you're in the bathroom with the amulet, you know, it's, you, that's, if that's what the CIA wants, they're not, they have to find you and you, and we've are and, and Gavin and Jordy already alerted you to like get underground and don't let anyone find you and, or see, see you. Cause we just got the call from the cops. And I think, I think there's a way to smooth things over with the kid and the local PD as long as we can get away from the CIA. If Magdalena flushes it down the toilet, it's going to end up in the Atlantic Ocean, then it's going to be caught in the currents, end up in El Nino, and then it's going to wash up on the shores of Peru. Is Peru landlocked? I don't even know. I think it has coastal access. It, ha- yeah. it has big coast. It's, 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 yeah, big coast. Almost all coast. Have heard of Lima? It's basically a desert on a coast. Yeah, so uh, exactly. My plan still works, guys, and it's there back with the other half. And what about the, the water treatment plant guy who's going to pull an ancient Peruvian amulet out of the... <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I put it in a little bottle with a little message that goes, uh-oh, don't touch this one. <laughs> don't use this. Flush it down the toilet. Just wrap it, just wrap it in a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants to open that up. Yeah. <laughs> Two things that are on the top of my head. Are, one, you know, it, obviously it's shady that he was talking to Magdalena and then he got tackled and thrown in a van. But, like, he, they're making that connection. Like, yes, Magdalena, it was weird that she was talking to you, but, like, these things need not be connected. There's no proof that Magdalena was with the person that tackled him and stole her amulet. It just, she was talking about the amulet and then somebody stole the amulet, but it wasn't her. Uh, and two... We, oh, yeah, what? Well, I was going to say, if we recall... Well, go on, but I was going to say, Matthew also lied to the sheriff and said that Magdalena was in the car with him, so we really have true. to back that. <laughs> we've got we've to work it out for us. And then when she said, oh, well, can I speak with her? Gavin just hung up on the detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only, sure. logi- only logical thing to do. <laughs> yep, here she is. Click. It's <laughs> a fantastic moment. I guess we got disconnected. Oh, yeah. They must <laughs> have been in the right tunnel. Here. Do you want to talk to her? <laughs> I handed her the phone. Uh, and then the second thing is, I didn't realize until we were going off the air, like, I feel like we're going to end up in Peru. Mm? Yeah. I feel like this has to end up in at the scene of the crime. Well, it would certainly lead you to believe that both halves of the amulet, if they are a sun and a moon amulet, are independently powerful from one another, right? Because this is still activating and either summoning or turning, summoning a creature or turning this child into an awful creature. So the other half might be doing the same thing somewhere else, wherever it is, if it's Peru. So our job's truly not done until both halves are taken care of. I've got to find the grandfather's grave and exhume the corpse. No, no, we know where the other amulet is. It's in the museum. Right. And I think there were notes in the, I, I might be remembering this one, but there weren't there notes in the journal that basically suggested that the, this kind of power comes from this amulet, not from both. Okay. I think. Is, I, I, think I don't remember that. I have to pull up the journal again, but it was like the, it was like, it, it was the thing connected to dreams and only the moon amulet was the one connected mm, to dreams. Mm, mm. I don't think we need to go to Peru just yet. <laughs> We've got a little more. We've got some local problems. Yeah, I'm going nice, yeah, to buy a refundable ticket. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to have. You get just a good have. deal if you're flying standby. But the nice thing is, Joe, we'd have people here on the show that have actually been to Peru. So we'd have some, some nice uh, context there if we did role-playing-wise decide to go. And Joe, you've had some experience being in a hallucinatory situation in Peru, haven't you? 
<laughs> yes, during my days practicing deep Peruvian shamanism. Yes. Yeah, with uh, your yeah. ayahuasca trip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on top of the mountain with a bunch of cool other people. Uh, <laughs> the glass cannons, Carlos Castaneda. Yeah. I do Man, have I a family s- member that's done an ayahuasca trip, and I don't uh, want to uh, uh, reveal who they are, but it sounded like a bad effing time, dude. And like the, they kept on framing it as if it was an amazing experience, but it just sounds not fun. Honestly, the, I have one regret uh, from my time in Peru, and it's that I didn't do an ayahuasca trip. And I'm, I'll go back one day, but no, I think uh, I don't know if I'd have a good time. It seems a little uh, intense. I think, I think it's a multi-day process, right? Because you got to get into it, thing, detox. Yeah. You get into a safe place with other people. You talk, yeah. Uh, to point to the journal, to bring on what you uh, said earlier, there is one line in particular uh, written in the hand of Derek Wheeler that says, what did the priest mean that the moon spirit hears only the dreamer? I wish I had the sun counterpart for study. Mm. Okay. So that was the sort of key line there uh, in, in his words. Mm. Um, yeah. There's lots of details in there. And, uh, yeah, you guys have, you know, lots of things. I'm glad that you're sort of hashing this out because I wanted to get a sense of of where everybody is. But if, if we can jump in, I'm going to get uh, even even more specific here. Um, and I want to give you guys a chance, you know, without conversing with each other, to talk to me individually about what your character is thinking right now, right now. And that's what we're going to kind of get into in this moment here, because uh, there's a unique mixture uh, of, of information that you all have right now that some of you have and others don't. And, um, you know, it's everybody's kind of all over the place. But if all things go according to plan, you'll be connecting again relatively soon. So, just to, I mean, you guys have really covered uh, in your chat a lot of what has gone down over the last few episodes. And it's pretty wild, too, to, to hear you, Troy, start the episode with, like, we have completely botched this mission and this is a disaster. Three episodes after you started the episode with, we're done. We finished it. <laughs> we, we already beat it. Um, it's pretty wild how, how quickly things can spiral, spiral out of control. And... Um, yeah, I just I, I want to talk more about it, but I can't. I just can't right now. Well, it's a, it's a difficult thing between what is a cool idea and what's a good idea. <laughs> Texting him was a cool idea. <laughs> Did anyone think it was a good idea? I think it was a good idea. It just didn't play out very well. I think it, I think we got we our wrench got thrown into our operation too, where we got our party got split. Yeah. Oh, see, I knew so, it had yeah. no merit and was the worst thing we could possibly do. But I was like. It's cool. I still <laughs> should have killed him. Should have killed, killed him. Yeah. And it's like this is the thing where any like <laughs> veteran Delta Green agents would be on board with that because like they would not only see the stakes of like what we're playing with, but they would also have probably come to the conclusion that everybody on Earth is doomed anyway, and they're like killing this kid is like a mercy compared mm-hmm. to the times that are inevitably going to come. So a veteran Delta Green Age would be more more likely to just take that solution and not feel that bad about it. Yeah, they're ultimate greater good type of people. They're sacrificing their own sanity. I mean, they have to know how what other agents have well, gone that's, through. 
That's the, the thing. Grant, Grant brings up a good point, which is that there is a serious cost for that. Uh, and it doesn't matter that they are uh, veteran agents. You know, I, I wouldn't pass it off so easily. And now, look, they could get uh, inured to that sort of violence. Um, but, you know, th- <laughs> there is a flat out category when it comes to sanity damage. Of course, you take sanity for uh, inflicting violence. Um and but there is a specific line in the book that I remember reading a year ago now. And I was like, when is that ever the case? When is that ever the case? And I think we are in that exact case. It is the inflicting violence, sanity damage, sanity loss. It is the, the highest one on the inflicting violence uh, table. Kill an innocent in cold blood, even for a good reason. <laughs> it's 1D10 sanity damage. Wow. And I was like, wait, but why would it be a good reason if they're innocent? I don't I don't understand. And I feel like we have pinpointed that are. exact situation. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys could do that. It has serious repercussions for your characters, uh, which is awesome. It's fantastic. Right. But I mean, another serious it. repercussion is 40 years in prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. So, uh, all right. Let's get back in. Uh, you guys did a great job of summarizing most of what happened, but I want to focus in for one moment on the final moments of last session, which was uh, Gavin hanging up on the detective who says Thomas is in the police station making a police report and says that he spoke with the FBI consultants seconds, basically before he was mugged. She was asking about his amulet and then his amulet was stolen. So she wants to talk to Magdalena. Gavin hangs up on her. They're making their way back. Um, we then went into the diner where uh, a police car went by and everybody kind of like kept their cool. And then a woman walked into the diner and hearing like the bling, bling, bling of the bell, Magdalena jumped up and just ran from the table in a, you know, in a clandestine way, made it look smooth to the bathroom. She walked in, went to the counter for a second, uh, didn't make a, a direct move, but after about a minute or so, slowly walked over to the table and says something along the lines of Roger Comstone. I thought you were on an island somewhere. Uh, and sits down at the table and gives a smile, and Roger recognizes this woman as a handler from a very long time ago. Uh, ten years ago, in fact, during the Alliance, New Jersey, multiple homicide. She was in the passenger seat of an SUV that was being, where you were being driven from Newark Airport to the scene of uh, these horrible murders. She's so from that the CIA, was the, right? She was CIA. Well, she said she was CIA. So that was the last thing that happened in the episode. Who's sitting at this table? uh, It is Caesar and Roger and this woman. Okay. So we'll open today in the car with Jordy and Gavin heading back. You guys are on Long Island. You estimate you're about a half hour out from uh, this diner where they told you to meet. And I just want to know 
if you're saying anything to each other, what you're saying, and you don't have to talk. You could also just tell me what you're thinking. I want each of you to tell me after your meeting with Carson at this rest area, what's going through your head and what are you thinking about? I'll start with Gavin. I mean, Gavin is thinking, is worried about who Carson described that now seems to be this woman, though he doesn't know that, coming after the amulet and it being our highest priority to keep it away from them. Mm-hmm. And now there's the... And, added, and why is that? Why is that? I mean, didn't why? Carson set the stakes for that? That it was like, they'll use it for experimentation and we think it should be destroyed. Like, it's too dangerous to... It's too dangerous to exist. Mm-hmm. So... He's really worried about that. He's also now even more concerned that the police believe Magdalena... I mean, he doesn't know what happened, but he the police believe Magdalena is involved in an assault on a teenager that, <laughs> and this particular teenager. So I think, I think like, right now, all he really wants to do is call Magdalena and, be, and tell her, like, just don't be seen. Don't let anyone at all see you. Um... And then he's going to start speeding, and then he wants to like put his fo- his foot down on the floor and it gets to get back to Glen Ridge as fast as humanly possible. Okay, your estimated time of arrival goes down to twenty nine minutes. And That's minutes. excellent progress. I always think that I'm like I'm going fifteen miles an hour faster, and the time's not changing at all. What? I guess that's why they tell you not to speed. All right, Skid, what is Jordy thinking, and what is he prioritizing right now? What are the problems he sees, and how does he think they should be solved? The first thing he says is, who was that on the phone? And then he's also, he's thinking kind of the same thing. Like, we we know that this amulet is in jeopardy, and in danger of being of being confiscated and maybe exposed by higher-ups, powers higher than then we know what to deal with. So, yeah. Um, but he doesn't know like what happened on the phone. I mean, I think I would share it with you immediately. Okay. I don't know if we cut before then, but I'll be like, that was Detective Warner and or Detective, Gregson or Detective Warner? Gregson. Gregson. Uh, by the way, that is a, that's a joke, right? Because, is never mind. Uh, but he would yeah, immediately share with Jory that the detective called the looking for Magdalena something clearly happened we need to alert them immediately then we go into the bathroom in the diner and what is Magdalena doing Magdalena is splashing cold water on her face because she just freaked herself out so bad after getting that text uh, saying you know like get underground Um, and she doesn't know what that means. Like, she doesn't understand that that's Gregson who talked to the kid and whatever. So she's just like, we've been compromised. We've been found out, you know. So she texts her friend uh, Lacey, who is one of my bonds. Um, and she just says, like, feed Eggy. Uh, the keys are under the mat. Like, water my plants. I'll text you when I can. Like, love you. Love you, love you, love you, love you. And just, like turns off her phone and just stands in the mirror and is like, okay, okay, breathe, 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 and be normal. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Your phone that was issued by the FBI rings. You look down at it and the caller ID identifies Carson from the FBI's office. 
is calling you. Uh, yeah, Magdalena. Magdalena, um, I got a call from Glenridge Police Department. They are interested in speaking with you uh, in conjunction with some sort of report that's come in. And uh, I just wanted to check in with you and see if there's any way you could head over there and clear this up with uh, the local PD. Uh, I don't know what they're, they're confused about, but and it's you can hear him. It sounds like he's in a car. Uh, I'm not sure what they're confused about, but um, uh, they called my office and my office forwarded it uh, to me an urgent message that they were looking for you. Uh, so, hey, if you're too too busy on the case right now, I'm sure it, it could wait till next week. But the sooner you get in there and clear that up, the better. Um, is everything all right? Yeah. Yeah. What? Hold, sorry, hold on. Sorry, we're uh, we're going through a tunnel. We're coming back out of Manhattan. Yeah, I could be there in like thirty minutes, probably. Uh, if it's that important, I, I could be there. Okay, thank you. I will call my office and uh, let them know that you'll be there in thirty minutes. Absolutely. C- click, and he hangs up. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we come out of the bathroom. She's just like fuck <laughs> the ceiling. <laughs> And we come into the diner proper, and there's uh, there's a few people. It's a it's a largish space, uh, and this booth that Roger and Caesar and this woman are sitting in is pretty tucked away. It's it's far enough away that it's out of earshot of any patrons, and um, we come up closer to the table as this woman sits down across from Roger Cumstone, and I imagine Caesar just sitting next to Roger. She sits down. And smiles across at you. Roger, it is actually really good to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. At least appear to be doing well. Looks over at Caesar. Caesar, why don't you go check on Magdalena? All right. And Caesar is immediately... uh, wanting to get away from a powerful woman that's middle-aged because it reminds him exactly of Rosalind Wolf, the COO of his company, <laughs> who just always yells at him for the stupid parties and shit he does. So he, he finds a way to uh, have the bravery to knock on the women's bathroom, perhaps. All right, so Caesar gets up and walks away and goes, there's a door that goes into an area that is then has multiple doors for restrooms. So he goes past this door and, and we don't see him. Like Neptune Diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And we stick with Roger. She watches Caesar walk away and comes back to you. I never thought I'd see you again. I'm impressed. You had a tough after Alliance. I knew this. Everyone knew this. And you going to that island was for the best. It was, we all knew that you were done. And I feel that uh, you've been unfairly used. You've been unfairly reactivated uh, by someone who, frankly, did not have the clearance to do that. And you were preemptively sent in on a mission that is frankly not of your concern and you've gotten wrapped up in something that is just 
a little too complicated to explain. But suffice to say, as you did back then, you do good work. And you already have so far. We've been watching. And now I think it's time we allow you to move on. Get back to your safe existence and let us take it from here. No! So, why don't you get me up to speed and let me know where it is. Roger stares at her, unblinking throughout her whole speech. (laughs) He just says, Is that what happened to the boy's mother? Did she get wrapped up in something that was too big? And when you gave her the same speech, she didn't walk away? Who? Who are you talking about? Westover. And she just, like, stares at you for a second. Her face hardens a little bit. I haven't told him anything. But the minute I saw that name, I knew. I knew this was all somehow connected. And now here you are. Looking to pick up the check for a bill that belongs to another table. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredibly generous up there, Roger. (laughs) Boy. A real forward attitude. The grandiose act of generosity. That's not your bill. Get your hands off that bill. (laughs) I didn't say anything because I don't know what happened either. It's good that you don't. And bringing the boy in, that's not us. That's not our idea. It's not how we operate. His mother is... She's fine. And if this will help move things along, I could probably arrange for some questions to be answered. But first you have to show me that you have your priorities in order here. Don't change the subject. Where is it? Oh, no. Where's what? As if you didn't know. (laughs) 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 The killer, Roger. The Glen Ridge Chiropractor. We both know what it is. And we both know what needs to be done with it. It needs to be captured. And before it kills anyone else. She's looking around the diner, keeping her voice down. Seems like we want the same thing. We want to stop this thing, this person, this entity from causing havoc. That's right. That's all I want, Roger. 
And with the research you have already done, you can help me do that. And then I and my access to far better firepower can take care of it. But I need you to lead me to it. See, now she's like, she knows how to talk to Roger. The firepower thing. It's got to push his buttons. He loves a big gun. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, reaches towards his back pocket slowly to make it not look like he's pulling out a gun or anything. And then he pulls out a gun. And then he pulls out a, <laughs> he pulls out a grenade. He's <laughs> <laughs> holding, throws it behind the counter, throws it behind the pies, and then dives. <laughs> Kills three innocents, but uh, I'm reading the book here for a very good reason. Because <laughs> it was funny. Three D10s. Because it was comedy gold. I tell you. And he pulls out his wallet. He stands up, and as he does, he pulls out a couple bills. Looks at the uh, check, throws it on the table, the cash. Says, "Feel free to finish my fries." <laughs> and he walks out. Oh, 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 I just realized who should play Cubstone in the adaptation. It Ooh. should be Martin Cove, aka Sensei oh, Crease. Did we say this that? a few weeks ago? Yeah, you said it. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, oh yeah. my god! Oh, I, I imagine him a little younger, but yeah, he, I think that is accurate. That's so perfect, oh my though. God. That's so Cobra perfect. Kai reboot is he acts exactly that way. He totally does. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a Vietnam vet. Yeah. As you walk out of the diner, you just walk out? Yeah. I've, I'm pot committed. Yeah. So you walk out, and as you walk out, she follows you. Oh. Oh. She Roger opens up the door. Alertness. She opens up the door, and you're already, whatever, a few feet uh, down from the diner. She walks out, stops standing outside. You're being manipulated, Roger. You don't know what you're getting into. You're operating outside the chain of command. You just keep walking. Can I do an alertness to see if there's anyone around that might be with her? Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem likely that she would have showed up on her own like this. But... Shaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, a five oh. un- under 80. Oh, man. So it's just like spidey senses. Spidey senses. You get those chills run right up your spine. And you know, of course, she's not alone. You start walking down the sidewalk. She says this to you Roger, you're operating outside the chain of command. And out of the corner of your eye, you see a car on the side of the road. It's a very simple-looking black Ford Explorer. And you look in suspecting something, and as you look through the window, you can see in profile, sitting and looking right at you, are the two 
CDC agents from the autopsy. What? And you recognize them immediately with your fucking five. (laughs) This is not how Delta Green operates, right? I mean, it kind of is exactly how they operate. We, yeah, like, but it's like... people as CDC agents. We did exactly the same thing in, in, in Alliance yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they're like, we have a mission. We're working on it. Are they sending... Is this an, uh, is this Delta Green coming in to, like, push us in a certain direction? Or is it an, uh, another force, like what uh, the uh, Carlton or whatever said, like, don't let them have it. This is unprecedented territory. But Roger knows he's in trouble. Here's my first question. This yeah. is the immediate instant. Do does Roger uh, slow down or make any indication that he sees these guys? That he, uh, that no, he, he makes, makes no indication that he sees those guys. Okay, roll uh, a stealth. Okay, just 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 so that they are. You know, you can tell me if there's another skill you want to use, but something that they can't even see you looking out the side of your eye. You're just sixteen that good. under seventy. <laughs> Wow. So you see this and you immediately recognize these guys, but you they don't see you. See well actually, that's a roll. It's it's uh oh, it's so. a yeah, and I rolled a ninety. So they oh, didn't nice. they they think you didn't see them. Mm-hmm. Roger stops. You didn't tell me you got a new job. She starts walking toward you. I didn't get a new job, Roger. Apparently you did. <laughs> she walks up closer until she's three feet from you. He doesn't let he say he says don't take one more step. <laughs> or you and your two friends will be dead before you could count to two. <laughs> <laughs> That fast. That goddamn fast. <laughs> I'm actually saying that. Before you can count to two. <laughs> well, you mentioned you and your two friends. Yeah. She says, that's very good, Roger. Why do you think you were initially brought in? You're very good at what you do. I'm the best. But you're getting older. It's a lot more than two. I'm like a fine wine. Stop <laughs> <laughs> <not> listening. <laughs> okay, all right, you're a fine wine. But I want to make sure you understand the impact of what I'm about to say to you. She's like, right, you know, on the street, trying to keep her voice down, trying to make it look casual. Mm-hmm. Do you know who you're working for? Because it's not us. <laughs> Have they got you doing a dance? Come on, be honest with yourself. You got played, Roger. It's okay. We can fix it. How does this end? This is all new information to me. 
If I came to your diner, dropped a bunch of knowledge on you, would you think I'd let you sleep on it, think about it, try and suss out fact from fiction? Maybe you, uh, give me this knowledge and you move on so we don't end up with a bunch of dead bodies under a neon sign. Got me there, Roger. There's some knowledge I have. And, of course, some resources I have. Eleven o'clock. Over the Dairy Queen. He looks past the sign that says, Flavor of the Month, Mint Oreo. (laughs) (laughs) You see, just at the top of the roof of this business, you see the shadowed shape of what looks like a sniper in position. Oh, oh, shit. And you see the barrel of a gun just in the moonlight pointed right at you. She comes back to you. I've got the people. What I don't have is the knowledge. You have it, Roger. We need you to lead us to it. And then we can take care of it. And this mistake can be fixed. I'm not a hard man to find. What do you want me to leave a trail of breadcrumbs? (laughs) I'll play ball. Good. Good. Can you get your team to play ball? Maybe. Except for the author. They're all a little green. Jordy, too. Those bastards. He's just... He's not fit for it, Roger. He's a good man. Good agent. Of course he's a good man. Of course he's a good agent. That's why he doesn't be able to live his life. (laughs) That's why he doesn't deserve this. Doesn't deserve to be thrust into something so... Harrowing. He won't survive it. You know that. Should have stayed on that island. Yes. This changed. You operate differently now. Usually I'm the one holding the gun, not the one staring down a barrel. Get your team. Tell them to meet us outside of town. I'll give you a location. And we can all talk about how this is going to play out. Fair enough? He turns. Looks at her. Nods. And she just walks away. And, uh... Well, she's got to give you a location. She gives you a location. Mm. And then she walks away and gets into the back seat of the SUV with the two guys. And you see this the barrel of this gun just pulls away. And then this shadowy form just melts into the darkness over the roof. And the car pulls away. Roger just stares where that sniper was. Flips off the air. 
and crosses the street to see if Dairy Queen's still open. He's <laughs> 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 a man of simple needs. <laughs> In the end. What is happening? I mean, could she be telling the truth? Do we know about this? Like, do our characters know about the the whole Delta Green kind of what's actually happening? Do we have any clue about that? We, we don't, right? No. Okay. It's it's not out of the ordinary, even though it's 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 not ordinary. You know, we were. It's like, well, it, it's pretty clear. Like, one of these groups is Delta Green. You know, if Delta Green has their tendrils in every single agency, then it wouldn't stand to reason that other agencies have it as well. So when we went to the FBI, it's quite possible that the guy we talked to is working for somebody else. Maybe he doesn't even know. Um, But this doesn't seem like Delta Green threatening to kill us. I don't know. Wait, but also out of character, because Magdalena wouldn't know this, but this woman from Humstone's past... How did they know each other? She was a handler on an earlier uh, operation that we did 10 years ago. Who was, was she... Delta Green? Yeah, she yeah. she was, well, yeah. But she could have been. Yeah, we assumed. Let's think about Delta Green. It's so mercurial. <laughs> well, that's that's why it's worth going through like a... <laughs> Sorry. Your... What does that word mean? They In that context? From, from pole to pole, they're capricious. You don't mm-hmm. know where they stand any one day. Okay, that's yeah, mercurial. Unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. Bipolar. Um, so I think that uh, it's worth a bureaucracy check from Caesar to look up her records and see how she's changed over the years to check out her story and worth a computer's check for Magdalena once we all hook up again after you get your Dairy Queen. <laughs> you turn it upside down and show you that it's not going to come right. out of the cup and then it goes to you. What do you get? What does Roger get at Dairy Queen? It's so funny, too, because this is like acting a 101, and it's also, which is so funny, it's like, what sort of ice cream does your cat <laughs> It is an actual question they ask in these classes. What does Roger get at Dairy Queen? Roger walks in there, uh, having just gone through this. He didn't want to make it seem like anything was weird, so he walked over to the Dairy Queen. That's why he went outside. And, and the 16-year-old kid says, Oh, welcome to Dairy Queen. How can I help you? <laughs> he just looks around and he's like, I'll have a small Reese's Pieces Blizzard. Okay. And he just keeps talking to the kid. You know, uh, when I was a young man, my son took me to an Orioles game. My, my, oh, sorry. <laughs> when I was a young man, my son took me to an Orioles game. <laughs> my father was. <laughs> <laughs> I when he was two. When I was a young man, my father brought me to an Orioles game. It's Cal Ripken giveaway day. <laughs> <laughs> just giving away Cal Ripken. They're giving away Cal Ripken. It was the trade deadline. <laughs> they were desperate for ideas. A thousand pieces and gave them to the first thousand <laughs> people that entered the stadium. It ruined his perfect game streak. <laughs> they don't tell you about that in the history books. There's no sign in Cooperstown for how the streak ended. <laughs> they originally chopped him up and handed him out to the first thousand people. It was a business person special. Everybody remembers him running around the field, giving high fives to all the fans. 
Never show how each of those fans took home a little piece of his body. <laughs> anyway, like You're the relic of a saint. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. Ripken went four for five. My dad got me a Reese's Pieces blizzard. Orange. Just like the ooze. Sir, there's a line behind you. <laughs> Could I ask you to step over to this other window? You can pick up your blizzard there. All right. He slides to the left. And you just hear, you know, a little fainted, a little faded. Hi, welcome to Dairy Queen. How can I help you? Uh, all right, let's go back into <laughs> the bathroom. Oh Reese's God. Pieces Blizzard. Okay. Okay, it's a good one. I mean, it's no Butterfinger, but all right. No, Butterfinger's no, no. the best. Uh, let's go back into the bathroom. Caesar smashes down the door to the woman's bathroom. <laughs> shotgun in hand. Shotgun in hand. He throws her a shotgun, pulls another shotgun out of his Come with she me if you want to live. <laughs> Meanwhile, Magdalene had rebuilt the uh, sniper from Cumstone, the pool stick the sniper. He kicks out the door and the she's pool standing. Stick sniper. <laughs> Where is the amulet? Magdalena has it? I have it, yeah. Okay. And I have the journal as well, correct? Or did we not have... No, we did. We were comparing the amulet to the journal in the... No, uh, I think we, we, we settled that uh, Jordy would have the journal. Jordy yeah, and... Okay. Uh, yeah, Jordy yeah. and Cabin. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so what, what do you say, Caesar, when you get in there? Caesar says, I don't know who's with him. Maybe an ex, an old flame. But I was asked to leave a table by Cumstone. I think we should go underground now. I think we have to skedaddle. I don't know why I'm saying skedaddle like skedaddle. Cumstone. I've been listening to this flashback. So we got to get out of here before this gets out of hand and someone else gets a hand on that. And he looks down at Magdalena's hands if she's holding it. Uh, she is. She is hidden it. It is not in her hands. Um, but she knows what you're talking about. Um, I just got a call from Carson. They are onto my ass, and I don't know how to rectify this. So if you have any ideas, that's greatly appreciated, but I agree that we should definitely get the fuck out of here immediately. And also, where is Cumstone? Why would you, why would you leave him alone? <laughs> he told me. He looked at me with those deep brown eyes, and he peered right into my soul, and I had to leave in that moment. I couldn't stand another moment next to that madness. <laughs> He's crazy, Magdalena. I don't know if we can trust him. <laughs> okay. Hey, Caesar, look yeah. at me. Yeah? And Caesar has like a couple sanity points left before his breaking point. I think oh, all this is getting to him. <laughs> and all there's a bunch of backstory that hasn't been revealed. His dad has dealings like in the subcontinent or the continent that this all started from and like he's beginning to think this is all connected he has like a chart in his mind and like the golden uh, ratio going off in his head and an isosceles triangle with all the, <laughs> all the degrees written on it as he's calculating everything and putting together connections um, she says Caesar look at me mm -hmm. you need to calm down <sighs> It's hard to calm down in the women's restroom. <laughs> a stall okay. opens up, an old Let's... woman comes out. Why do you have shotguns? <laughs> <laughs> What's a cum stone? 
Can it, can it, old lady, and I elbow her. Um, Both of you, shotgun. Shove her back into the stall and close the door. (laughs) (laughs) Give her a swirly. (laughs) You didn't see anything, understand? I have been talking to that kid by the marina. I was in the diner giving old people swirlies. (laughs) (laughs) Thus, we have truly defeated the horror of Long Island by defeating this woman with a swirly. Magdalena um, kind of clasps Caesar and goes, Let's go. Just breathe. We gotta get cum stone. Okay. You know, I just called the cops, and I said that the van was still... I don't know either. I think we're both in trouble. But uh, uh, if anything life has taught me, it's that you lie and smile, and things are okay. That's how it's worked for me so far. So just just, just try to... Uh, I'll follow your lead when I can, but when we need to lie, lie like I do, okay? Um... Okay, your motto is lie and smile. What the fuck, Caesar? Let's go. Let's yeah, that's just... how I got through. That's how I got through grad school. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, we leave the diner. <clears throat> uh, you guys leave the diner, and that connects you with, I assume, Roger Cumstone, who is slowly crossing the street and eating uh, lizard in hand. <laughs> the long oh. red straw. <laughs> oh, it's fine. He, spoon. <laughs> he has a blizzard. He's fine, actually. <laughs> An insane man would never purchase a blizzard. <laughs> I think a crazy person would buy a small, though. You gotta get a big. Yeah, you gotta go large if you're gonna get one. Yeah. Um. So yes, they they walk up and I think reiterate. Uh, one, are you okay? Two, we need a we need to find a, a safe a safe house a safe place. I gotta call Gavin. Comstone, yeah. hello. Are you okay? What's going on? Who? What is Caesar freaking out about? Why do you have a blizzard? Why do? Why did you go to DQ? What is going on? <laughs> why didn't you get me anything? Yeah, most <laughs> importantly, <laughs> I'm <just> hungry too. <laughs> Where's my peanut butter parfait? Did I didn't eat anything. Yeah, you got fries at the diner, and then you got. I didn't get to order anything. What the hell? They close in like five minutes. <laughs> He's just eating the blizzard, and he says, "There's no safe places left." Not for us. <laughs> I told you. He looks at Magdalena. Okay. All right. I'm calling Gavin. <laughs> okay. You call Gavin. You guys are about 10 minutes uh, outside of town. Uh, you're, you're almost there. You're, you're about to be there. And your phone rings, Gavin. And it is Magdalena. Where are you? It's Mags. You need to pick us up immediately. Uh, I'm near a DQ uh, on whatever street we're on. I tell him the cross street. I know where the DQ is. I've been there three times already. <laughs> <laughs> we got the assignment. It's the first order of business is you locate the nearest DQ. <laughs> and you, you, you set all operations out of there. Yeah. That's what I use instead of GPS is the DQ locator app. Yeah. Everything. Every, DQ is the hub of the operation no matter where you are. He fueled studying for the bar exam by just DQ every t- every time he needed an all nighter. Magdalena doesn't say anything out loud, but in her head she's like, "When did they all get to go to DQ? And why didn't they invite me? Why have they all been there so many times? I've never been." Uh, yeah, she's like, uh, "Things have gone worse than they already were. I think something's up with Cumstone. There was some altercation at the diner. Caesar's freaking out. I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out, frankly." The cop Thomas went to the cops about whatever happened. Just get off the streets. Don't let anyone see you. 
I told them they, I told them you drove to New York with us and you couldn't have possibly done that. And then I hung up on the police. A police cruiser comes riding down the street <laughs> right towards you. Not lights, not flashing, driving the speed limit. Do we see it? It's coming toward us. It's coming towards you. It's like a block away. Um, can Roger we says, do- here, have a bite. And he f- tries to spoon feed you. <laughs> Stop. Just eat it. Just eat it. And the no, car's coming. It. The car's coming. Okay, it. can we, can, stop it. Can I stealth? Can I not like stealth? Like I'm no, sneaking. I want everyone to see. Stop it. Come so. Don't you like it? Peanut can allergy? I, can <laughs> I peanut allergy. Oh, God. Okay. Can I walk <laughs> casually, like, between two buildings? You know, like, just take a turn off into, like, an alleyway or, like, you know, a yeah, driveway. Yeah, there's, like, dumpsters besides the, the diner. You want to walk, like, along the alley beside the diner? Yeah, just Where the trash about- is? Yeah, is it so a dead end? So you turn your back on this police car and start walking toward this little alley. Yeah, just kind of, ca- like, casually. Not, like, spin around 360, but just, like, as if I was walking that way anyway. Okay. And, and Roger's like, ah, oh, come on, have a bite. He's trying to look as natural as possible, like he's talking to. As, his- as Roger comes yeah. down, can look. Yeah. Yeah. Roll. So he's real naturally just holding out a spoon and following a woman down the street with it. He's walking away from you. <laughs> this is what normal people do, right? Yeah. The cruiser immediately pulls over. <laughs> Sir, are you bothering this young woman? I'm just trying to forcibly feed her some dairy <laughs> against her will. <laughs> well. There's nothing wrong with that. Enjoy the rest uh, of your oh. evening. <laughs> Everyone should get to enjoy the yeah. ecstasy of a, a nice scoop of Dairy Queen. Ma'am, excuse me, ma'am, you really, you really should try the Dairy Queen. Um, do you want me to roll a stealth, or are you allowing me to do this? Uh, I, yeah, if you say you just turn and walk away, you don't really need stealth at the moment. You can just walk. Okay. Uh, you wear like a hoodie, right? I mean, you're always yeah. in a fucking hoodie. Uh, Sydney, power to you for trying to actually play the game. Yeah. <laughs> no one else is. I was, I was trying gonna... to look natural. <laughs> criminals would just be eating Dairy Queen in a diner parking lot. Yeah, well, who's just feeding his girlfriend some Dairy Queen? Right. Come, on, yeah. some dairy queen. come on, honey. We've been married little... for years. Come on, we love each other. Yeah, come, come on, on please. <laughs> it's your favorite flavor. All right, so you turn around and walk away, and the cruiser just cruises by. But it breaks up your conversation for the moment. Uh, what do you say to Gavin after that? There's cruisers on the street. I don't know if they're looking for me. I don't know if I can go inside and just be a sitting duck. So you tell me what you... I'll start walking toward you. I don't, I'll start running. I don't care. All right. How, how far? We said we're like 10 minutes away. Now maybe like eight minutes away. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just, You're real close. Just stay put. We'll be right there. And I'm flooring it. Don't let anyone see you. Tell Cumstone. Keep you... Don't, don't let anyone see you. Okay. All right. Bye. He's an expert in these matters. Comstone pulls out a blanket, throws it over the three of us, and now we look like a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, you just look like trash next to the dumpster. Perfect replica of a dumpster. <laughs> I learned this in Desert Storm. Desert Storm. <laughs> yep. In, in the middle of a war in a desert nation. Yep. The best way to maintain cover is to throw a blanket over yourself and pretend to be a dumpster. A green yep. dumpster. An urban yep. dumpster. <laughs> urban dumpster. They don't teach you that in basic. 
<laughs> I do the whist- I, do, I whistle to Caesar and Cumstone, and I'm just like, get, come here. Cumstone, come here. Come here. Cumstone, did that dumpster just whistle at us? Jesus. <laughs> that was the best. Fucking uh, You guys hide out there for a couple minutes, and then uh, uh, the SUV pulls up. Uh, Gavin driving. Jordy's in the passenger seat. What do you do? Hop in. I jump in. Shoot the tires. Slide over the trunk first. Shoot out the tires. We're on slip from here on out. Just stick your K-bar in each of the tires. Trust me. Trust me. Come with me if you want to live. This this, uh, SUV hasn't been marked, right? No, we dumped... This SUV is the official issued Mm -hmm. SUV that the FBI gave you. Okay. It's not the one that we jumped in after stealing the ambulance. No, that one we no, left. No, that van you ditched in the swamp and then called the police and yeah. said that your van was stolen. Like, right. anonymously? Yeah, that was good. That was good, because now they're going to think they're the ones that jumped the kid. That, yeah. Maybe. Oh, we could give a description at a certain point of the former uh, handler and be like, she oh, stole the van, yeah. and then they could be on oh, her shit. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. And the agents and the CDC agents. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They can kill us. They can straight up kill us. They had a sniper on the roof that almost took out Cumstone. We can't let some local uh, county cops taking them on. Sure we can. Yeah, we can give him the detective that didn't want to talk to us at the beginning. The unhelpful dude. Yeah, Yeah, give him. Yeah, he does deserve to die. He deserves to die for (laughs) being rude to us. Death sentence. The way he gave us the cold shoulder. That was a death sentence. That is an offense punishment. We're just there for sure. Also, well, also, just thinking, Grant, (laughs) you you made me think of the ex handler. What does that woman look like, Joe or Troy? Neither Uh, of us. She. <laughs> what did he say? What does that woman look like, Joe or Troy? And he said, neither. Neither of us. So funny. It just looks so like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is maybe mid, well, early forties. Um, brown hair, a pretty unremarkable looking. Uh, brown hair, uh, well dressed, pretty short hair. Um, but she had longer hair and lighter hair when Roger saw her ten years ago. Okay, good mm. to know. She also looked uh, like businesslike, almost like businesslike. Uh, and when Roger saw her ten years ago, she was in like a hoodie and a, and a baseball cap. I forget that was more ten casual. years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, if we're back to equipment in the car, I I think I'd want to run some sort of search on her. Yeah, can Magdalena? Can you mask the search? Do you have the ability to, like, mask the search just in case they have... Well, God, yeah. I mean... I, well, I just, hold on. Before you I'm get into that... i tell you guys what, what happened, too. Wait, yeah. Where are you driving, and what is Roger saying? Let's get to that first. Uh, Gavin is going to get on the highway, and I'm just going to kind of make... I'm just going to keep us on the road, right? Yeah. Not drive, unobtrusive, not drive obtrusively, just kind of do the speed limit, get on the highway, get off, you know, come back the other way, get back on the highway, you know, keep... Okay. So you keep you keep rotating on and off of Highway 31, just staying on the road, and it's dark, and so, and you've got dark-colored SUV, and you, you feel you're pretty safely uh, away from prying eyes at the moment. What is Roger going to say to everybody? Everyone search the van for microphones. Everybody roll a search. Oh, oh, damn it. Nope. 64 over 41. 
79 over 20. Two. 22. 73. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. That's all fails. Yeah, Yeah, 74. Fail. All fails. Okay, if you hadn't checked search, check search uh, for this time around. And, um, yeah, you don't find anything. Looks like we're in the clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Roger, being uh, uh, slightly paranoid, will turn the radio up loud. And then just explain the situation. But uh, I guess we can roleplay it a little. Uh, Jordy, you remember that mission we did together about ten years ago? Last time I saw you. Despite my best efforts, yeah, I remember every detail. There was a handler. Worked for the, uh... Did she say she worked for the CDC back then? The CIA. CIA, yeah. The handler, woman, worked for the CIA. Well, she just paid a visit to me. Well? According to her, we're not working for Delta Green. Our mission has been compromised. Someone is using us to lead them to something that Delta Green wants, and she actually works for Delta Green. Truth of the matter is, I don't know the truth. Someone's lying to us. And someone's gonna end up dead. Um, I can't remember if we said at some point that Jordy actually did have, through his research, some kind of inkling of what's really going on. You mean like from last episode, like after talking with Carson, or do you mean like... No, 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 from from like last series, like from that last mission. I can't remember if we said something that Jordy was... Somehow privy Where Jordy is privy to the history a little bit Yeah, yeah um, Well, why don't we do a roll? Let's just roll for it And okay. uh, I can't remember either So let's just roll for it uh, Do you have a, do you have history? Uh, I do uh, Bureaucracy or I have history Bureaucracy's not I have history right. I have history at 60, so um, You know or what? I'm going to make you I could do I'm history make, or cult I'm going to make you roll on it Okay I'll do history Nope, 67 over 60. Ugh. All right, so mark, check history. Mark history. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, you you honestly don't know, and that is, uh, you know, a totally normal position to be yeah. in as Nobody players and as characters. Like, there's a right. handful of people on Earth that know about this. Yeah, so this woman comes to you and says, you're operating outside of the chain of command. You're not, you don't, you're not working for who you think you're working for. And, um... And it, it, it seems well. Whatever. I'm not going to tell you what you think. I'm just saying that's what she tells you, and you can believe it or not. It's up to you. And uh, you also just have to decide the re- remainder of the mission. Right. Do you guys her. have yeah. any other contacts at Delta? I mean, you were operatives for years. Like, do you have any other any other handlers that you you we could find find or contact that would still be around or alive that's what i'm wondering like mm. that's really our only way now it's possible that they've been compromised as well but like if we find somebody we can trust in the organization to try and find out who's the real agent well gr- what about we'll grant's know. idea grant you, me doing a computer's check trying to just like look her up and see if there's any gaps in her history or yeah. like, i know that delta green is hush hush so i'm not like hacking into delta green or something but just 
with my knowledge of computers, trying to decipher um, a change. A change. Yeah, just at least look at her cover story and see if there's any inconsistencies or hints there. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, yeah, and I'll save you the trouble. You can't find anything. Cool, cool. Uh, I kind of figured that uh, would On the happen. name that you're researching, I mean, her name is Eileen Parker. It returns a million results. <laughs> Nothing related to CIA. You start digging through what could be aliases or, you know what I mean? Like, And you're, you're deep digging, and you don't find anything. Look up Mike Smith. But there's a few of those too. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not doing that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> take a bite of my blizzard. Stop! It's it's like soup now. Why are you throw it away? <laughs> he drinks it. <laughs> Throws the cup out the window. Hey! Get pulled over for littering and then the whole operation. <laughs> the whole operation. <laughs> Man, we have a warrant out for your arrest. Could you please step out of the car? <laughs> that, is, um, that is how it would work in the Hamptons, by the way. That's yeah, the totally. only thing you get pulled over for is literally. We should consider having Magdalena call Detective Warner to establish that she's with us. Hey, sorry, phone died. Yeah, the service is terrible out here. And yeah, I'll say we, yeah, and she we're, said that she. She'd be there in a half hour. Yeah. Okay. I call. Yeah. I call. And we can and we can say like, oh, sorry, something's come up. Uh, can this wait? Can we delay the meeting? That way we can. Yeah. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're you know, urgent FBI business, but we'll you know, of course, we'll come talk as soon as possible. Are we meeting Carson too? We already met with him. We already met with him, right? <sighs> you're See, supposed to meet. You're supposed to meet the other team tonight, and she said. What uh, we didn't cover, like in the in the quick role play, because it's just sort of like improving as we go. But she uh, asks you to meet her at a at the Peconic Recycling Center, which is right outside of town and is oh, sort of yeah. like a big open lot. That's where That's, you dump a body, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we should get do what that. they need and then kill us and recycle let's, us. Let's bury the amulet. <laughs> let's hide the amulet somewhere at an undisclosed location and make sure we're not followed. And then we can go to the meeting and be like, we don't have the amulet, and you if you kill us, you won't know where it is. Yeah, we can so hide we have a bargaining it in chip. The- in the kid's chest. Um, <laughs> we'll break back in. in They'll never look there. No, in, in the chest that oh, I found. And then that would completely remove. Then that would completely remove, like, his complaint and everything would give, have no merit. They'd be like, he was just trying to get the attention yeah. of the police. So it's like, well, here it is. Yeah. yeah, but then he could just put it back on and... <laughs> And yeah, the monster will kill all of us tonight. Back to square one. Or we'll rip out Magdalena's yeah. skull. Yeah, I was Wait, just going to say, sleep well, Magdalena. <laughs> I got a crazy idea. Okay. Okay. That going to this. Idea. No, this one is, this one's really out there. Okay. Okay. Going to the, uh, whatchamacallit, this recycling plant. They're going to kill us and they're going to uh, dump our bodies. I think that's pretty clear. Clearly. However, if we can anger this kid enough and return the amulet, he may set the beast on one of us, and maybe the beast will come at the meeting with these people, and then we'll just be like, get him! But then what do we do? (laughs) Yeah. He still has the amulet, we'll kill people. (laughs) We'll just, we'll deal with that later. We'll we'll replace Magdalena after her death. Okay. And then, uh... Wait, why don't we just hide the amulet somewhere that where no one can kill anybody? That's a good idea, but they could still take some of us hostage. You go get the amulet, these two are. There was a sniper on the roof. They could be like, all right, great. You go get it. 
the four of you are staying with us. You know what we could also do is call Carson and tell him to meet us at the same recycling center and not tell him why. And have them hash it out in front of us so we can figure yes. out. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. I like yes. that. And then call the... No, you don't want to call it, involve the cops. We need somebody. We need somebody else there. Backup. Yeah. Or can we... Maybe Carson uh, is six mm. hours away. How is he six hours mm. away? Uh, I mean, I guess we did meet in the middle. And he's just driving in the opposite direction. When, how, how, think. when do they expect us? How many hours from now? Uh, they expect you in like an hour or two. You know, Troy, I got to say. Uh, actually, actually, I'd say a little bit later. Yeah, like like 11 p.m. I had originally Just to thought, make sure that nobody's around. I had originally thought of asking uh, Magdalena to, like, bring up that his girlfriend was dead and that he killed him and trying to cause, like, some sort of mental break to make the monster come out when we met him at the marina. But then I was, you know, the thing that stopped me from even suggesting that is you're the only one with any, like, combat expertise in that little rendezvous. So I do like the idea of having a couple more armed guns on site. But then again, seeing how other paranormal things have responded to firearms in the past in this game, I don't know if it would be enough. As, I have as, an idea. I have a. Cra- I have an even crazier idea. Oh, I, I okay. desperately want to hear we this. We need it. We need it. Let's put the amulet on Cumstone. <laughs> I already and then love bring this. a sedative. And hold it at his neck, <laughs> so that if they if they want to take us, Cumstone's going to be pretty angry, and the beast is going to show up. Is that how it works? Though, is it just wearing it, or do you have to enchant something? Like we don't know the process. We don't of know. Calling we don't know the anything. Beast. That's but it problem. would be a cool game. It would be a I great thread. Like you want to see this guy's dreams come to life? <laughs> they know less than we do. That's why they're following us, and that's why they're relying on us to figure stuff out for them, so we could bluff and threaten them. Like if you piss off Cumstone, yeah, you're going to unleash the beast. He can, yeah, he, he can control the beast. While well, he we're, we're the sort of way. gambling. That they wouldn't know that, but chances are they don't. They right? probably know it. They probably have the access to the same kind of research we do if they... Yeah. Chances are... Is this also, why Carson was so nervous at the beginning? Because he knows he's working he for the pretty bad nervous guy. When we I met mean, him it's a great switch if he's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Just a shitty, bumbling bad guy working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um... As you're all talking about this, and as Caesar mentions that he needed Roger for, you know, know, his skills, his abilities, as you talk about maybe going to this recycling center and it being a place where they kill you and feeling like you're outgunned and outmatched and you might not have what it takes to deal with this. You've got uh, uh, this, this, you have no idea who these people really are. Now you don't even know really who Carson is. You don't even know... Uh, uh, if you, if the, like how this amulet relates to the other amulet, there's another amulet out there mm-hmm. in another country. There's so many things weighing on you, and suddenly Gavin sort of everything kind of like quiets down. For, and Roger hasn't even told Gavin that she specifically spoke about his mother. And as everything sort of starts to quiet down to Gavin as he remembers something, and he goes and reaches frantically into his pocket. And he pulls out a little card. On the back of it is written GPS coordinates. Oh, right. And a couple numbers. Something that Carson had passed him at the rest area saying, this is a green box. It might be able to help you. I don't know what's there. He turns over the card and he's looking at uh, at a business card 
It says B and C Auto Salvage. Billy Huffnacker, proprietor. And then written in pen, it just says Tom Terrific. It focuses in on this business card. And we'll see you next time. Oh, my God. Summon the ghost of Tom Seaver. He'll save us. <laughs> oh my God! I completely this better, forgot about that. This I did better too. save us. This better help us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com/glasscannon.